The little dockyard at English Harbour was already bustling, although the sun was only just lifting over the rounded hills to the east. In the West Indies, the day began at dawn so that men could do as much heavy work as possible before the sun began to scorch the energy from their bodies. Ramage eased himself into the rattan chair on the balcony of the commander-in-chief's house, glancing down warily as protesting creaks warned that termites were busily and silently chewing their way through the legs to convert the springy wood into little piles of brown powder. As he relaxed to wait for the admiral, he guessed that today Captain Ramage was far from popular with the dockyard staff. They were all well paid and provided with the comfortable houses and normally enjoyed a quiet life, interrupted only twice or three times a year when a frigate came in for a self-refit. Using her own seamen to do the work and relying on the dockyard staff for little more than interference. Now, however, the master shipwright, master attendant, storekeeper and bosun suddenly found themselves responsible for two former French frigates, seven merchantmen and a schooner, all brought into Antigua as Captain Ramage's prizes. They had orders from the Admiral to help commission one of the frigates within seven days, while the other, which needed careening for repair to her bottom, had to be ready within three weeks because she was to escort the merchant ships to England. Not only that, but the Admiral was here to make sure the work was completed on time. Although the Admiral was harrying the dockyard staff without mercy, Ramage had little sympathy for them. They had settled into a way of life where rum was an important part of the day's ritual. While some heathens stopped work at sunrise and sunset and knelt facing the east to say prayers, these dockyard fellows rarely started work but frequently interrupted their leisure to reach for a bottle and top up their glasses. Ramage had little doubt that a sudden inventory of the dockyard would reveal that they, in combination with the storekeeper, were running a prosperous but illicit business turning the king's stores into ready money, selling rope, sail canvas, and paint to the merchant ships calling at St. John's, the main harbour on the northwestern side of Antigua. Few masters worried about breaking the law and having rope on board that had the king's yarn in it, a coloured thread that showed it had been laid up in one of the Navy's rope walks and issued only to Navy ships. Most of the rigging in a merchant ship took a coat of Stockholm tar to preserve it and that hid the king's yarn. There was corruption in every dockyard and English harbour was probably no worse than the rest. Because it was small, however, the flaws were more obvious. It comprised only a few stone buildings with grey slate roofs, and reminded Ramage of a fifteen-horse stable on the fringe of Newmarket Heath. But what it lacked in size and honesty, it made up for in sheer beauty. It was built at the inner end of a narrow channel which twisted its way like a fjord between ridges of steep hills. The entrance was hard to find, and most captains coming in for the first time were thankful for the fortifications on each side, Fort Barclay and the Horseshoe Battery, because the channel did a sharp turn, and from seaward there was no hint that ten ships of the line and half a dozen frigates could be safely moored inside, sheltered by the hills from the brisk trade winds, and with their cables from their sterns secured to permanent anchors dug in along the beach. Ramage saw smoke across the channel beyond the careening wharf, 
and a few minutes later smelled the sharp tang of hot pitch as seamen stoked up the fire under one of the big cast-iron pitch kettles standing waist-high on a small point, well clear of ships and buildings in case they became overheated and burst into flames. Nearby, one of the French frigates, La Comette, was already hove down at the Caranagi Wharf, lying almost on her side like a stranded whale. With several sheets of copper sheathing missing along the rounded turn of the bilge and showing black stripes where carpenters and their mates were perched on a small raft, busy removing damaged planking.